Amen. Yeah, thank you. Amen. Thank you for that, Pam. I'll tell the world that I'm a Christian. Amen. Turn your Bibles today to Philippians uh, chapter 3. And as you, as you go there, uh, it's been a while since I've told a joke, so, so let me uh, hurt you. I mean, uh, bless you. Uh, <laughs> now, this is a, a, a blonde joke, but uh, as you think about blondes uh, nowadays, remember this, that brunettes actually dye their hair blonde sometimes, too. So, uh, so anyway, I heard this joke. I thought you would like it. Uh, there was a lady, a blonde lady, uh, that was out um, uh, weed-eating her lawn, and... Uh, Accidentally, for some reason, her cat jumps in front of the, the weed eater and she chops the, the cat's tail off. So the cat's tail is laying there and the cat's crying. And anyway, she, so she picks up the tail, she picks up the cat. And all this time, a neighbor is watching this unfold. And she goes and she puts the tail and the cat in the car. And he yells at her, what are you, what are you going to do with that? And she says, well, I'm going to Walmart. And he said, well, why are you going to Walmart? She said, well, I heard that it was the world's largest retailer. <laughs> so, somebody just got that. So, okay. <laughs> you know, there are some good jokes, there are some bad jokes, but... Aren't you glad that we are here today and God's word is perfect? Amen? Amen. So let's go to Ephesians uh, chapter 3. I'm going to look at verse, uh, uh, chapter 3, looking at verse 12 through, uh, through uh, chapter 4, verse 1. Paul has just reminded the church in Philadelphia that having righteousness through faith in Christ is the way to eternal life. And now we pick it up with him saying this. Not that I have already obtained this, or that I am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if any anything you think of, if if anything you think otherwise god will reveal that also to you only let us hold true to what we have attained brothers join in imitating me and keeping your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us for many of whom I have often told you, and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly, and their glory 
in their shame. With minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And from it we await a Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ. Who will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and I long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. Father, we just come before you this morning and we thank you for your scriptures. We thank you for your word. Father, we pray that you would help those words sink deep into our hearts. And Lord, that we would understand them and then that we would obey them and and live a life uh, for you. So God, I ask that you just bless this time that we have together. Father, fill this place with your Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, Teach us this morning uh, to obey your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So, so this morning as we see this, as we see what Paul is writing to us, the, the message here for us is to press on. Uh, we need not to focus on what is behind us, but focus on what is before us. Uh, how many of us do that though? How many of us focus on the things that have happened in the past? Uh, you know, we have this concept, and it's, it's interesting to me as, as, as you look at our world, and, 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 and I truly believe that each and every one of us needs a therapist, amen? And we, we, need, we need people that we can confide in, we need people that we can uh, tell things and, and, and get feedback. You know, it's kind of like a Sunday school class. We all need a Sunday school class, amen? We need, we need people who we can, we can confide in, we love in, and, and will teach us and tell us the truth. But, but the interesting thing is, and in my uh, knowledge and having a psychology background, is this, that every time somebody goes to a, a counselor or a therapist, what are they focusing on? They're focusing on their past. They're focusing on the things that happened in the past. They're focusing on things that happened in their adolescence. They go back, they focus on the things that happened in their childhood. Sometimes they even ask, you know, was your mom in distress when she had you? <laughs> all right. We go all the way. We keep going back. Now, now let me... Don't don't get me wrong here and understand that our our past is important. There's some good things uh, that we need to learn from our past, but what do we see from the Scripture and what Paul is leading us to do here? There's a difference in the the way that the world copes with things and and the way that God tells us to be. Amen. As Christians, as Christians, we not need to to get into our past, but we need to look for our future. That's what we see as 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 Paul is demonstrating here is is that there's a, those difficulties and things that happened in our past, but we are not to stay in our path. The, the past. The truth is that we need to move forward into the future. If we focus in on our past and we focus in on those things that have happened in our past, then we will continue to get stuck there. And if you get stuck and you in the past and the things of the past, then you're going to end up depressed or embittered amen 
So, so Paul is showing us that we press on to the upward call of Christ because we can't change what happened in our past. We all have a past. We all have made mistakes. We all mess up. But God has come to forgive us of that. Praise the Lord. Amen? And now that God has forgiven of that, of, of us of that, we move forward. We look to the future, not to what things that were behind. We have a life as Christians to move forward. We have a hope that moves forward. Our, 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 our thoughts should be of the future. And more specifically, our thoughts should be of Jesus. Our thoughts should be of the glory of God and the things of the kingdom of God. Our thoughts should look to that day where we will see Jesus face to face. Amen? Our focus, the world will focus on the right here and the right now. But we have something to focus on that's far beyond the right here right now. One of these days, each and every one of us will meet Jesus face to face. And on that day, we are going to have rewards or regrets. All of us will have regrets. Amen? But there will be some of us that get rewards. And when we think about this and we think about America, the, the land that we live in, we think about us as a people and, and, and our country and, and its rich history and, and, and that we are one of the wealthiest countries in the whole world. Yet there are more people in America that are in debt. Why? Why is that? Well, it's because we have this mentality of, of keeping up with the Joneses. We have this mentality of, of, of if we get an extra $1,000, what are we going to do with it? What are you going to do if you get an extra $1,000? You know, that mind came popping, that, that $1,000 just popped into your mind. What, what, and then what came, came to your mind after that? We're, we're going back to Walmart. <laughs> We're thinking about that thing that we want to get. And then before we know it, if we have an extra $1,000, we're going to end up spending more than $1,000 on the things that we want, right? <laughs> Let me ask you something. As you think about the things that, that you want, the things that we want, have you ever bought something and then you regret, regretted it? Yeah, yeah, I, I think about those uh, info commercials, <laughs> Flex Steel, or you know, whatever it is. There's always those things that they're trying to get us to buy, and those things that that we we think, oh man, I need that, and then we, we then we buy it, and oops, I really didn't need that or want that. We think about the world that we live in. We think about all the things that 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 we that that we want. You know, we want that that big house, that two car garage. We want that nice that nice car. We we want that beautiful diamond. Uh, 
All those things, and, 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 and we, we, we work so hard for those things. Those things become a priority in our lives, uh, and, and we, we push to get those things. And I'm not just saying that those things are, are, are evil or bad, but I'm thinking that those things become a priority in our lives. And beyond that, the th- but besides the things that, that engulf us, that we strive for, is our time. How much time do we spend watching movies, binging the TV shows? How much time in our lives when we see Jesus face to face are we going to regret because we wasted it? I saw this illustration once and I'll, I'll share it with you this morning. Uh, we've got this, this little rope here. Okay, and uh, this little rope, we're going to go, and and, uh, this rope represents eternity, okay? And you just keep going that way, Drew. All right, so so th- this this illustration is going to take a little bit of your imagination, but just think that uh, you know th- this this rope just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And then we come down the end of this rope, and then we come to the. Can you see that? I know this rope's really thin, but you see this little red part here. Okay, this little red part here on this rope. That's your life. That that's that's your existence here on on this planet, you know. For the first part of this this life, uh, uh, we um, we all were taken care of. Somebody took care of us and and helped us and, and guided us. And then we spend the majority of this this red part here working and striving to to pay the bills and and to get where we want in life. And then where we want to be on the end of our life is, is this, this last little period right here. And, and most of us think that, you know, I work real hard and I, I, I save and I get to this point in my life, then I'm going to, I'm going to go travel. I'm going to go eat what I want. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go have fun. But that's, that's kind of the whole, the whole mentality of our lives. Right, right there. What's what's the problem with that? Do you guys see a problem with that? What about this? What about this? That that little red part is just a little teeny peace of eternity but the truth is what we do in that little red part of life your life depends where you spend the rest of this what 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 is the focus what are we focused on here what 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 is our purpose? What 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 is what is our plan? What 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 if what if I gain the whole world? Right? Have you heard that somewhere before? When we focus 
so much on the here and now. When we focus on the things of the earth, we miss out on what is even more important. And that's eternity. That's eternal life. That's the space before us and after us. Paul, Paul, Paul shows us if, if, if this is our focus, then, then we're missing something here. Paul, Paul declares to us that, that there is a finish line. There, there, there's an end to this life. And after this life, there's, there's, there's so much more. But, but we focus so much on what we want right here and what now that we're missing so much. There's a finish line. And that finish line is when you see Jesus face to face and you look at him and, and you're going to say, Lord, there's many on that day that say well lord lord we prophesied in your name we we did things we went to church and he's going to say but you never knew me how scary is that who looks at who looks at their life as we go through this scripture you're going to see some things that should scare you because there's a difference in knowing who god is and actually loving and serving him the world looks at Christians with despise and disgust. They wonder, they look at us and they make fun of us and they wonder why in the world we would want to live a life under the Ten Commandments. Why we want to live a life subjected to, uh, to God and His rules. Uh, the world looks and says, if you lie, you cheat and you steal, you're going to get further in this world. You're going to find things that, in this life that you can like. The world tells us to go out and do what makes you happy. Go out and, and do whatever it is that, that your heart desires and fulfill all your heart's desires. You can do that. That's what the world wants us to do. But God shows us a different life. God points us in a different way. When we focus on the things of the here and now, when we focus on the things of this world, we think, focus on the pleasures of this world and the things that the world says will make you happy. It ends in destruction. Jesus said it's better to give than it is to receive. The world, you know, just, just since I was a young feller, the world has changed uh, I, I just saw a, a deal again yesterday how uh, many of, uh, of the folks in America want to go to uh, uh, a socialistic uh, society, have socialism be up front. We live in, in, in this era of everybody gets the trophy. And that's dangerous, you know what? Paul writes, I, I run my race like this with my eyes on Jesus, with my eyes on the kingdom of God, because there is a prize. There's a prize, and, and brothers and sisters, not everybody's going to get that prize. There is something greater than this world. There's something greater than the here and now. Matthew six thirty three says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Our focus should be on Christ 
and not ourselves. He goes on. He keeps. He 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 goes on to tell us that to, to keep our eyes on on those who are walking as examples before us. Those saints that have gone before us. Many of you here, you have saints that have gone before you, who have pointed you, have showed you the light of Christ, and pointed you to the way of faith in Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord for those people that have gone before us. Amen. He tells us that we are needed to be those kind of people. We need to be the people that 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 others are looking for in the faith but then he makes another statement and this statement is scary as he says for many for many walk as enemies of the cross of Christ let let us let us focus in on that for a second and let's get that don't don't don't, don't skip past that part because Paul is telling us uh, that and, and who is Paul talking to here? He's, he's not talking to uh, a country. He's not talking to uh, 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 the Jews. He's talking to the church. The church. The people that he has gone to, the people he spent years with teaching about Jesus Christ and teaching about the ways of Jesus Christ. He's telling the church that there's many who are walking as enemies of the cross. We look at at Paul in his days, and we look at our days, especially our our small towns like we're in today. You know what? We 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 have churches on every corner, just about, don't we? And and all those churches, you know, the average size church is under eighty people. And and there's there's all these churches, and and there there are churches of different denominations, but 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 the, the same name. Right, uh, so so there's a split here. There's a split here. There's divisions here. There's divisions there. There's no reason why there should be a church on every corner. But why is there? It's because Satan has come upon us and has given us this thing that we call ourself and our self pride. We think about the way the things ought to be. We have teachers that will teach us and and manipulate the scriptures to make it sound how we want it to sound and not the way that he says it should be. So we've got an opportunity to go to any church we want to. You know, uh, have have any of you seen uh, that uh, young comedian, John Christ? Have you ever seen, you guys seen, seen that? Nobody. Okay. Uh, he he grew up uh, as a pastor's son, and so so all of his material basically is uh, about Christian and Christians Christian life. Well, he came out with a uh, a video uh, several months ago, and uh, it's this guy waking up, and you know they've got these goggles. You put your iPhone in, and you, it's this virtual world. Have you seen those? Okay. Uh, well, he, he he's, he's, this is virtual church. In virtual church, you can go to virtual church. You don't even need to go to church anymore. You can just go to virtual church. And in virtual church, you can, you can have church any way you want to. You can, you can make the church building look like you want it to look. You can sit in, in, in your uh, pew where you're at and nobody else could get that pew. Uh, you, can, you can make the colors and the carpet what you want them to make them be. Uh, you can make the song service uh, be all piano. You can make it be all contemporary. You can make it 
be whatever you want it to be. It's perfect for, for your style. You, you can make uh, the pastor uh, uh, wear a, a, a suit and a tie, and, or you can, you can even make the pastor wear skinny jeans. It's up to you. Yeah, that, that's where we're going. Virtual church, the church where I always get my way. The question is, and we need to ask ourselves this today. We need to self-examine ourse- ourselves. We need, we need to, to look totally at ourselves and ask, am I walking my walk? unto the Lord or unto myself? Am I I walking with Jesus? Am I I encouraging and am I lifting up? Am I treating others like I should? Am I I serving in in my service to to my church and and to the kingdom of God? Is it to his glory? Is my light shining forth in the darkness of this world? Am I bringing him glory in the way that I live my life? Or am I walking as an enemy to the cross of Christ? The truth is, is it all right if I give you truth? <laughs> There'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, the truth is, Paul writes, many, many walk as enemies of Christ. When when I read this passage, when I when I when I when I I, I just feel Paul and and I see him and I think about him writing this letter in prison, and and as he's writing this letter and as he's in the spirit of God and and God is revealing to him what he needs to say here, as he's thinking about those things, he's also thinking about the faces of the people where he served, the people that that he shared the gospel of Christ with, and and and, and then I, I think about as he says here with tears in my eyes with tears running down his face he's in agony thinking about these people who decided to go their own way and his agony and his tears are not just that that they're they're not serving the church correctly but what is it the next statement he says is that they're they're heading for destruction destruction think about our eternal line again think about your eternity and and, and how important it is to know Christ. He sees, he understands how much and where the people who are living as enemies to Christ are going. With tears in his eyes, he proclaims to them, don't follow the way of the world. 
but follow Christ. Imitate those who are living a life to Christ. He goes on, he says, their God is their belly. They were striving after whatever would feed their hunger. As we look at that passage today, we don't look so much at the feeding our belly part, but we look at it as what feeds our hunger. What is your hunger? What what are you striving for? What are you hungry for in this world? Because whatever we spend our time, our energy, and our money on tells us what you worship. Why are there so many churches on every corner? Why are there people going to, to places that, uh, for just whatever reason? Because those things are, are twisting the scriptures and they're just getting what they want out of it. They're not in the word of God and they're not obeying the word of God. When I strive for those things in that I want in this life, and I put those as a priority above God, I make those things Lord of my life. He he says they they glorify those things. The The Bible tells us that we must decrease and He must increase. The cross that Jesus took upon Himself the the beating that he took, the blood that he shed was for a purpose. And he endured that cross for the purpose that you and I may be redeemed. That you and I, even though we are sinners and we're not worthy of God, He displayed how much he loved us anyway. So in that, but 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 in that, what what do we take that? Most of the churches, most of the people in in America today are are living a life that hey, I'll take that. Thank you, Jesus, for that. I'm 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 going to use that as a get out of jail free card. They missed it. They don't understand it. Jesus died for our sins, not not as a get-out-of-jail-free card. But he died for our sins because he loves us. He wants a relationship with you. He wants you to know eternity with him. Paul talks about shedding off that old body and becoming new and being perfected. (laughs) We're not perfect right now, but one day those who are in Christ will be perfected. Paul goes on to say they glory in their shame. What what do we glory in? Let me ask you this. What what is the thing that you talk about the most? What is the thing that you show off the most? What is the the thing that is is foremost in in your life? Is, Is it anything of the world? Well, if it is, then you glory in your shame. What would it be like, though, if that we today, we we... We got our focus on Christ. And we, and we started to think about, man, 
how awesome is my God? We started thinking about, wow, what a wonderful Savior I have. What he's done for me. What if, we, what if we woke up in the morning and before we reached for our coffee, we reached for our Bible? What if we, what if we got into the word of God and we asked God to, to guide us and lead us and move us? What would that do in, in our community? What would that do uh, in our schools? What would that do in this, co- in this country? What would that do in this church? If we all put Christ first and we served him and we loved him, what would that do in our conversations? What would that do as, 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 as I brought up? What if I had pride in my Jesus? And I lived it out loud. What would that look like? Man, I hope that's what we have in store for us in 2019, First Baptist Church Davis. that God would get a hold of our hearts, that he would humble us, that, that, that we would, would be so regretful and shameful of our sins and the things that we wanted in this world, then we would humble ourselves and cry out to God and say, Lord, forgive us. And then we would stand up. We would stand up with our heads held high because of what Christ has done for us. The greatest things in my life are like filthy rags before God. But my God is awesome. Our ultimate question this morning is this. Where is your citizenship? Citizenship was a really big deal uh, in Paul's day as the Roman Empire, and you know that Paul Paul was uh, a Roman citizen. Citizenship is is a big deal in our day, and we are proud to you know, live in the United States. But let me ask you this: if you're if you're a citizen of the United States or whatever citizen or whatever country you're a citizen of. What good does that do you when you die? Nothing. Let me ask you, are you a member of the First Baptist Church of Davis? If you are, that's awesome. I'm so glad. But being a member of the First Baptist Church of Davis, does that secure your eternal salvation? Not necessarily. As Paul was talking about the enemies of Christ, remember he was talking about the church. There's many people who have gone through the church doors that have found their way into hell because they never knew him. And as we think about our citizenship, and, and, I think, and I ask you to think about your citizenship, and if your citizenship is in heaven, let me ask you these two last questions today. What have you done this past week that matters in the light of eternity? And secondly, what have you done this past week that will not be remembered in eternity?
Do you love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind? If you do, then it says, Jesus said in John fourteen fifteen, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Today, as we begin 2019, let us examine ourselves. Do you know for sure that you're a citizen of the kingdom of heaven? Do you know that Jesus Christ loved you so much that he bared Calvary and the cross for you? He did that for your salvation, that if you believe in Him, and you turn from your sins, His grace and His mercy will bring you eternal life. And brothers and sisters, are you looking forward to the kingdom of God? Are we pressing on towards the goal of the prize? of our upper call of Jesus. Today, wherever you are, the Lord has brought you here to this place to speak unto you and to reveal himself to you and to call you to be in relationship with him. So whether you don't know him but you need to know him, Christ is here and we are here today to, to, to lead you to him. If you know Christ, but you haven't been following him, you've been um, uh, acting as an enemy of the cross instead of a lover of Jesus, then today is the day to get right with him and press forward. But as we leave this place today, no matter where you're at and whatever God is dealing with you with, we are going to press forward. With our eyes on Jesus, not our eyes on the past. The past cannot do anything for us now. It's only the future and what we're going to do for him. Let's pray. Father, I just come before you this morning and thanking you so much for your amazing grace and your love that you've poured out. Father, I thank you for each and every person who has come. You have, you have drawn to be here this morning to hear your words. Father, I, I pray that this has not been, I know this has been a, 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 a deep and, and heartfelt uh, message, but I, I pray as we leave this place that this, would, that this message would be so uplifting. But Father, it is only uplifting is when we lay down our sin, our shame, and our sorrow and we lift our heads up to you in belief and thanksgiving for what you have done to, for us, God. Father, I pray that as you move about this room, Lord, that you would speak into each and every heart and, Lord, that they would deal with what they need to deal with so that they can move forward in righteousness today. Father, I, uh, I'm just, I'm just uh, a guy like Paul. <laughs> I'm not perfect. <laughs> Far from it. And I mess up daily. But Father, I ask that you would help me pick up my cross every morning and follow you. Father, light our path. And bring glory to your holy name through us. 
We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand and as the music begins to play, the song begins to be sung.